a decade of prosperity, the longest economic expansion on record. The 1990s to mid-2000s brought profits to Wall Street and affluence to Main Street. Was it the best of times, or was it an illusion? As the nation now grapples with an ongoing economic recession, what is the cost to individuals, family, society? University of Iowa scholars recently convened to address questions like these. Borrowing to the Brink, Consumer Debt in America, sponsored by UI's Oberman Center for Advanced Studies, brought together scholars from around the country to address the issues of consumer debt. The seminar was directed by College of Law professor Katie Porter, whose research examines bankruptcy outcomes for everyday Americans. Bankruptcy law has a purpose of giving families a fresh start. And we have a lot of discussion in the academic research about a fresh start, but we have very little understanding of what really happens to families after bankruptcy. How you recover, how fresh your start is, depends on what happens to your income. And when income keeps going down, even after bankruptcy's washed away your debts, it's really hard for these families to make ends meet on a going forward basis. The subject of income is a focus for UI sociology professor Kevin Light, who looks at the increasing use of credit as a substitute for income growth. The major thing that's happened with debt is debt is used to subsidize a lifestyle that people's earnings can't pay for. When people's incomes started to stagnate in the 1970s, and especially the earnings of the middle class from jobs, all of a sudden you could lease cars rather than buy them, you could buy cars with no money down, and there were all sorts of interest only in other adjustable rate mortgages you could get for houses. Jerry Anthony, professor of urban and regional planning, examines housing costs as a critical factor in today's economy. The nation has had um, a, a historical problem uh, with high housing costs. Housing prices have outpaced income growth, and therefore the percentage of uh, income spent by households for housing has increased consistently over the last three or four decades. The decade of the 1990s was a fantastic opportunity for us to rectify this problem because in the 1990s we saw a phenomenal economic growth. And the fact of the matter is, between 1990 and 2000, housing cost burdens did not go down in spite of the economic prosperity that we had. In combination with stagnant incomes, high housing costs have made the American dream of home ownership an increasingly difficult prospect. Owning a house has been such a central component of the American dream that people have been willing in the United States to do just about anything to own a house. And so people have purchased houses that they can't necessarily afford. But in addition to that, people who have bought houses that they can easily afford have seen their property values drop catastrophically because of the foreclosure crisis. There are a lot of people out there who are saying, I've played by the rules and I made my payments on time, and I'm losing money hand over fist, and this is not fair. Light addresses the cultural damage of consumer debt in post-industrial peasants, the illusion of middle-class prosperity. This world where consumer debt props the U.S. economy up is not really sustainable. People who don't know where their next paycheck is coming from and don't know where they can pay their own debts focus excessively on themselves. And so the Cub Scouts aren't mentored, the baseball teams aren't coached, the bicycle rides aren't taken, the sunsets aren't watched. All of those things that make community life interesting sort of go by the wayside as you do everything in your power to pay off your debts and keep your kid in a decent school. 
While the plight of the middle class seems increasingly dire, the issues of consumer debt in America are being brought to light as academic work focuses on bankruptcy populations. We can use bankruptcy as a window to see the kinds of problems that plague ordinary, everyday Americans. Sometimes the answer will be regulating credit, cutting back on things like mortgages that are not underwritten for people's real income. And then the other lesson is taking a look at the income side of it. We've had very stagnant wage growth in America for a number of years, and a lot of families have used borrowing to sort of make up for that loss in wage growth. So we keep seeing an improved standard of living in America, but a lot of that standard of living has been driven by borrowing. From the community planning perspective, discussion of consumer debt in America can't be separated from the chronic issue of housing costs. Unless we as a nation focus on how to reduce housing cost burdens and make housing more affordable, we will have housing foreclosure crises like this and we would have consumer debt crises like the ones we've seen in the recent past. While economic recovery has yet to arrive, continued study of consumer debt can only help us to better understand the private issue of financial distress. Coming up, Inside the Iowa Spirit Squads. Next on Iowa Magazine.